You're listening to the 411 on Mousecapades Radio. It's my station. The following is an original production of the Mousecapades Radio Network. Now, from the Mousecapades Studios, here are your hosts. Happy Hump Day, Mousecapades listeners. This is Vicki, and I'm here with Stephanie, Brandy, and Sarah. We hope that you're all staying safe, happy, and healthy. This is episode 802, and you are listening to the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears, the Mousecapades and More podcast. Just a reminder, the Mousecapades and More podcast is a part of the Your Story Travel Company. If you are looking to book a trip, we'd be glad to help. You could text Brandy, Vicki, or myself, Stephanie, at 636-373-4497, and we would be happy to get with you to design a magical vacation. A small refundable deposit of $200 will hold your resort and ticket package, so contact one of us today. So I am going to kick it off with a magical Disney story. Uh, So we all know the story of Cinderella, or I hope we do, and how she loses a glass slipper. Well, a guest recently had a similar experience at Disney World. They were boarding the monorail from the Contemporary Resort, and her shoe fell off outside of the monorail, and I guess took off with the shoe still on the place where you enter into the Contemporary. So she posted on Instagram, if anyone finds a black flip-flop at the Contemporary, it's mine. And when she arrived at her destination, she got off and she went straight. It doesn't say where she went. So obviously it was probably the Polynesian or the Grand Floridian. But she went in and she went straight to a gift shop looking for a pair of shoes since she she had lost one. And uh, the cast member, of course, noticed right away that she did not have on two shoes and offered to help her. And so they assisted her in finding a new pair of shoes that would fit her. And even gave her a little um, voucher to pay for the shoot. Oh, that was nice. That's nice. Yeah. So they said sometimes they do that for people. Um, obviously, losing shoes is not something that happens all of the time. But on rides, you know, you can lose a flip-flop. Kids kick their shoes off. Sometimes flip-flops break. We have that at school. So that was a nice little cinderella-ish moment Mm -hmm. now hopefully that story doesn't get too much traction because you know what's next everybody will start hiding their shoes and pretending so that they can get free (laughs) shoes just like they were going in with inappropriate shirts to get a free disney shirt right i mean what do you get you hate the disney you can probably get flip-flops and crocs crocs yeah yeah those are probably your your choices If she had just had flip-flops and she got upgraded to Crocs, those are quite a bit more expensive. So yeah. <laughs> she yeah. got lucky. They look like nice flip-flops, though, She because I saw her Instagram post. They were nicer flip-flops. They weren't like... Old Navy 250. Old Navy 250. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I have I invested in some nice flip-flops and I did not tell my husband how much they cost. <laughs> <laughs> are these those Nike ones that have the gel bottoms? They're the Olakai. Do you say someone say Olakai? No, no. They're like a Hawaiian brand. Oh, nice. They've got like um, their logo looks like Maui's hook. Oh, this is what that means, by the way. (laughs) The hook. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, but they're they have all different sorts, but they were they're nice, and I really like them though. Good. That's awesome. 
Well, we shared with you that Woody's Roundup Barbecue is going to be opening on March 23rd. Um, and that opens in, of course, Hollywood Studio Toy Story Land. Well, as you're listening to this, it will have opened yesterday, February 21st. Um, not open, sorry. It will have started accepting reservations. So make sure that you get on your app and start checking that out if you want to book your reservations. Um, I actually have my alarm set for bright and early for tomorrow because I get to book this for a client tomorrow. I'm so excited. Uh, They'll be some of the first people to get to eat there. Um, Up until now, Toy Story Land hasn't really had a lot of shaded areas. So we're super excited for this opportunity in this new restaurant. It's a sit down restaurant. It's going to allow guests to come in and be immersed in Andy's world, cool off and of course, get a delicious meal. And that menu looks amazing. So if you're going to visit Disney World in the near future, be sure to be online right at 60 days before your trip or better yet, reach out to one of us and we'll set those alarms for you and we will get those reservations um, when we're booking your trip. That is so great. That's happening. I know. And hopefully that'll mean like there's just in that whole area, then you don't just have the lunchbox bombarded with people. Yeah. They haven't released pictures of the interior yet, have they? Uh, they they did a couple. Nothing huge. Yeah. I'm just interested to see how big it's going to be because I feel like from the outside, it looks teeny tiny. So. Oh, really? I thought so. I'm going to have to go back and look at it again. I thought it looked like this big warehouse area. Maybe it is. I don't know. I just remember looking where it was going to be in the from the past when we've been there Mm -hmm. and i thought that doesn't look very big but maybe i wasn't getting a good look i think it's a decent size i think so too because i was trying to think what those pictures looked like i know that they showed some of the toys but right now that was two weeks ago when we reported on it Mm -hmm. and i like we talked about food and everything that they're going to have so we were making ourselves hungry and it (laughs) is it does look like an amazing menu Mm-hmm. I like barbecue, so. Me too. I'm a big fan. So President's Day weekend always draws large crowds at Walt Disney World. A lot of people are off on Monday for President's Day. They add a day or two, take a family trip. Well, this year wasn't any different except something new happened. Genie Plus sold out, letting us know that Disney World had reached its reservation capacity. The price for Genie Plus this weekend was $29 a person, and it still sold out. Genie Plus has only reached this price two other times during the holiday season. And last year, Epcot saw the opening of Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind. And on April 4th, the Magic Kingdom will finally have the grand opening of the Tron ride. With all the new Disney experiences, we were wondering if the price point is something that is always going to go up or is it, do you think $29 is the highest it can get? Can it go higher? Gosh, I hope it doesn't go higher. It can always go higher as much as I hate to think of that. Disneyland was $30 is their highest so far. I saw that today after I was researching. I mean, of course it will go higher when it sells out at $29, they're like, oh, mm-hmm. we still did it. Let's keep it going. So Sarah's story tags onto this one. Yeah. So one question, like we've been saying, one question on guest minds since Bob Iger returned is, will Genie Plus prices be reduced? While we don't know an answer from Disney, we will say that with busy weekends like this past one, as we said, guests were paying $29 to get Genie Plus 
why would Disney lower the price? Both Magic Kingdom and Hollywood Studios sold out of Genie Plus, which means if the demand is there, why would Disney change the cost? Again, we don't know anything for sure, and we aren't Disney, but we don't think Genie Plus will be reducing their price anytime soon, if ever. I I don't know if they'll ever reduce the price. What I'm hoping Iger will do is do something to add to the satisfaction for the satisfaction level for guests. So resort guests. Yeah, resort guests. So is that including the price of Genie Plus for deluxe resort guests for the length of their stay? Is it I don't know. That would be the best to me. I'm I'm and I need to get used to it, but I still don't like that we're having to pay for it at all. So I am sad about the fact that um now that I've used it when it was but when it was involved in the package or I think we talked about this before too just when it was part of the package you didn't notice as much it's when you get there and then you have to add mm-hmm. on to it the same thing we talked about with dining and why we wanted dining to come back because you've paid for it before you get there that doesn't mean that it was the greatest deal of all time but it's already paid for and so then you can just enjoy your trip and not have to worry about spending any more money it gives you that feel of an all-inclusive Yes. Which everyone loves. Everyone loves to know that vacation is paid for. And I've already got most, like majority of my food covered. Yeah, you might Mm -hmm. want a snack that's not on the plan, but what's that going to be? Five or $10 one time? Right. You know, you might want an alcoholic beverage without a meal. That's not on the plan. So that's five or 10 bucks again. And that's your choice to have that. It's not like I'm dying. I must have. Right. (laughs) You're not nickel and diming the entire time you're there going, Oh, I don't know. Can I, should I, Oh, I I really want the steak, but maybe I'll go with this chicken entree instead, even though it's not the one that looks the best to me. Like that's why people like it. So it would be nice just to have this back on something that we could book in advance. Yeah. Especially when it's selling out, like that's kind of a, you know, not something that people were predicting was going to happen. I know it shocked a lot of us. Like, holy moly, it didn't happen till like noon. Right. So it's not like it sold out at 7 a.m., but I think that probably the next day made people want to book earlier because they were like, oh, goodness, it sold out yesterday. So now there's like a panic to it. Or right. you wait, like some people have that, like, let's wait and see mentality. Like, we're going to rope drop anyway. Like, let's just see what happens when they get there and if they get there and they see that it's like crazy busy they're like all right i'm downloading that like i mm-hmm. can't you know i got to get on there and buy that so it could have something to do with it too just like disney will sometimes inflate ride times to push guests in different directions um i don't i don't think that we know how many genie plus you know how how many of these they're releasing So what if they're keeping it low on purpose? (laughs) So this is total speculation. Keeping it low on purpose to make it look like it's selling out or it is selling out because they're keeping it low. But I think people still had trouble like booking, um, even even though Genie Plus as a whole was Mm -hmm. sold out, then they were trying to get their Genie Plus passes and those things were also going away. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm also hearing about um, a lot of glitches over this weekend. Yes. I've seen reported mm. in the, um, the TA boards and stuff, and I'm like, I want to like, I wonder if their IT can handle that. Like, I, I just when they're selling out and they're, I mean, can they really handle? I'm hearing, and I thought they'd solved this problem. I heard that supposedly this was done, but that's happening again, where like your reservations, reservations. De- disappearing mm-hmm. from the app, um, like the Genie Plus de- deleting off your phone. 
Mm. like that you bought it like it's not there anymore or i also heard somebody who had genie plus and was trying to make their reservations and they couldn't make any reservations like it wouldn't allow them to and that's got to be glitching out like there's no reason why nothing is going to be available like in the whole park so yeah especially if you're in the magic kingdom there's so many rides like there's no way you couldn't book a single thing so So definitely screenshot yeah (laughs) yeah for sure So sad news from Anaheim, California, an unidentified woman fell from Disneyland's Mickey and Friends parking structure. And if it sounds familiar to you, you'll know why in a few minutes or a few seconds. When the first responders arrived, they found this woman unresponsive. She was lying on the ground and a bystander had reported that the woman had fallen and called it in, but no one seemed to know what happened. And so the first responders took the woman to the hospital Um, I mean, they tried to work on her there, but then they took her to the hospital. She was pronounced dead. The case is under investigation because they have to determine if it was an accident or if it was a homicide. But the most ironic part is that parking structure is the one that I did the article on at the end of last year. One of you, one of us did the article about the principal that took his own life. It's the exact same parking garage um, that he took his life on. And so, yeah, I was just looking and, um, the LA Times is saying that it's being investigated as a suicide. It's awful. But our thoughts and thoughts and prayers go out to that lady's family. I don't know if they listen to the show, but even still, if we get any more information on the story, of course, we'll update you. But it was just super sad. All right. So great news from Disneyland guests and especially um, for our Ohana, who's going to be going over there in um, August for the homecoming. We've got San Francisco Square, which is inspired by Big Hero 6. It's going to be opening this summer. An iconic landmark of the area will be the San Francisco Gate Bridge, which is going to span the tide pools linking San Francisco Square to the Paradise Gardens Park. Once you cross that bridge, you'll catch a view of the floating wind turbine atop an old fishing net tannery, powering the district from high in the sky. Outside, a converted warehouse at the south end of San Francisco. Um, you're going to be having the opportunity to meet Baymax, which is very exciting. Pacific Wharf is home to eateries featuring sourdough bread, ice cream sundaes, and delicious Mexican fare, Asian dishes, and more. What a very wide variety of a menu there. Guests will be able to enjoy your favorite Pacific Wharf dining location during this transformation. When the area is complete, the guests' favorites will still be there along with Asian-inspired dishes. Because it's supposed to be San Francisco meets Tokyo. Very cool. Chris is going to be very excited and maybe sad if it's not open by the time we get there. But Big Hero 6 is one of her faves. I know we've talked about that before. Yes, she does love Big Hero 6. But yeah, so I guess they're going to be able to do this pretty quickly because I don't think they're changing the the building itself. I think they're using that Pacific Wharf area that's already there based on the renderings that I saw. It looks the same. They're just transforming it so that now it's San Francisco. It's cool how they're bringing in more of the newer movies still in Disneyland especially because I know Big Hero 6 is a big favorite with younger kids. So I think it's great. They're bringing more and more of that. We're doing immortals for uh, the spring concert from big hero six. 
and we realized the kids weren't even born. And so they didn't really know the song. They liked it and they're going to be doing um, bucket drums and stuff. But they were like, what is this movie? And I'm like, okay, this is your homework. You have, <laughs> you have to go to on. It. If you don't have Disney Plus, find someone who does and go watch Big Hero 6. And some of them did. So oh, wow. That was exciting. I'm trying to think. So my daughter's 14 and I want to say Big Hero 6 was one of the movies they did at like a, a movie night at school and she was in like fourth grade. It was 2014. Okay. Yeah. So if they were alive, they didn't remember it because, well, they're 10 and 11. So yeah, they would have been alive, but mm-hmm. obviously not watching it as toddlers. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm putting all kinds of new movies on for my son whenever I get the chance because I'm like, we got to get out of this whole rut of Toy Story and Lightyear because I can't take it anymore. <laughs> we finally watched Lightyear and it wasn't what we thought. It wasn't bad, but definitely not my favorite movie. My favorite part, though, is like the same one or the fame. My favorite character is the same as everybody that I've heard. And it's the cat. The cat. And, but it sounds like um, Baymax. The cat sounds like Baymax's voice. It's not the same person, though. We checked. We watched Tangled today. Oh, oh, I love that movie. It's a good one. I like it too. That never left the DVD player when my daughter was little, and we had all of the Rapunzel accessories. Yeah, we could hope to find. Have you seen? Uh, they have the um the series, the Tangled series. I think that's what it's called, the Tangled series. But it happens afterwards, and it's just it's kind of interesting. Huh. I've heard about those. I keep forgetting to watch that. They're on Disney Plus as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have to check it out. I watched Hannah Montana today. Oh, gosh. I'll block that out. I, I babysat way too much when that was on TV. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no, it's not the series. I watched the movie. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I've seen a lot of that. My my kids got turned on to that. They're not watching it so much anymore, but they had a babysitter who's now in grad school who introduced them to it while she was babysitting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I'm not right. <laughs> That's funny. Well, let's talk about some um, Marvel-related stuff. So Jeremy Renner, Jeremy Renner, who is also known as Hawkeye, had his accident with the snowplow on New Year's Day. He was in critical condition. He broke over 30 bones in his body. Wow. Yeah. And he turned 52 a week after the accident. So Renner, like a good superhero, has pushed himself and was crushing all of his progress goals set by the doctors. This past weekend, Renner shared a video of himself with an electrical muscle stimulation workout machine. Um, It shows the electrodes connected to his leg, sending impulses, causing Renner's muscles to contract and release. Our thoughts and prayers continue to be with Jeremy Renner and his family as they're going through all of this recovery. That's just incredible. But I don't know if you guys knew that, but he threw himself in front of there to stop it from uh, running over his nephew, I think it was. Oh, wow. I didn't know. No, I thought it was just like a tragic, like, yeah, so did I. Wrong place, the wrong time kind of thing. So he was truly a hero. Yeah. I just wonder, like, did he actually stop the machine? Because <laughs> that thing is huge. Yeah, I know. And everybody was like, can't he afford to pay somebody to do that? <laughs> I'm sure he can, but some people yeah. are real people and they like to do their own thing. So we are just one week away from the first day of Epcot's 2023 International Flower and Garden Festival. This is the longest festival at Epcot, and it runs from March 1st all the way through July 5th. Vloggers have already started sharing some of the amazing topiaries. If you're interested, you can hop on YouTube to see some of them. 
Um, so some of them in front of Mission Space, there's a Buzz Lightyear topiary. The Italy Pavilion has the iconic Lady and the Tramp topiaries. Near the Canada Pavilion, you'll see Bambi, Thumper, and Flower. And near the UK, you will see Tinkerbell. This festival is breathtaking, and it has delicious food and wonderful entertainment. It's one of my favorites. Yeah, I like this one too, and you have a long time to enjoy it. As long as you get to be there a few times. (laughs) Don't forget that they have the butterfly tent as well. That's always a fun one, too. I know. You need to keep reminding me that I have 27 days left for you to remind me. (laughs) You've got to go to the butterfly tent. Or maybe we should just put it on our calendar reminder now so we don't forget. Yes. Yes. I just want to make sure I get all of the topiaries this time because I've never been to this one, but Brad and Kaylee went and I don't know if they got all of them. And plus there's new ones this year. So. I don't know. We were talking about that. Is there a list? Well, that, I don't know. That's what I wanted to know. I think that should be a um, one yeah, of those little scavenger they... hunts that they pass mm-hmm. out and you collect stickers. Uh-huh. That'd be neat. There's They're all over the place. If mm-hmm. not, Disney, if you're listening, that would be a great idea for you. <laughs> Make it happen. Or somebody just with lots of time on their hands. Just, you know. Well, I mean, a, a couple times we go to Epcot more than one day. And so I don't think we are this time, but we have before. And that would be perfect. Like spend just one day taking pictures of topiaries because and all the beautiful flowers. I know that uh, Cayo Palo took pictures of all the new floral things that they've planted, especially over by uh, Figment and where Pixar shorts are. Mm. Well, if you are headed to Disney World this week, there is something that I feel like you need to know. So I added this in, and that is the predicted heat is going to be above normal temperatures for Orlando in February. So Tuesday is supposed to be 86 degrees. Wednesday is going to be 89 and Thursday is going to be 91. So I want to remind you, please, please, please bring lots of sunscreen and water. You can get water at any stand. They'll give you ice water at any stand. They have to because they want you to stay hydrated. It's really important when you're in the park. Sometimes you get excited. You're traveling from place to place. You're jumping from ride to ride. You're paying attention to your genie plus and not paying attention to your health. So please do that because people do get overheated and pass out sometimes. My question is this, and that is if it's this hot in February, what in the world is it going to be like when March gets here? Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm loving this random weird heat wave that we're having in February last year. We had just had a day off because of crazy ice. True. Yeah. Like, I I want this. Those of us in the Midwest are really enjoying this February spring that that groundhog said we weren't getting. Right? <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, it's supposed to be 84 here on Thursday. Tomorrow in the, like, mid-70s. And then by Saturday, it goes back down to 53. I'd take 53. <laughs> I just, I'm not ready for 85. I was talking to a friend about that this morning and I said, it's February. I mean, it's not even supposed to be that in March. And I was like, I don't want to sweat on Thursday. I'm not going outside. We have no separation of uh, weather anymore. It's like all over the place. Like today was more like spring, but then next week it might be winter again. And mm-hmm. I just wish it would be one or the other and not this up, down, up, down. It's why we have so many kids sick. It's bad for your sinuses. Those of us in the Ohio Valley are just, what it does is it starts activating like the flowers and whatnot. And then everybody with like either the mold or the pollen starts with their nose and allergies are so bad. 
like yep. where I live, like ever, it's just always something like people have them in, some people get them worse in the fall. It's like a, to- a honest to God topic, a conversation all the time. Oh, when are you? Oh, I'm really bad with the mold in the fall. I hate the ragweed. And I'm like, oh, well, mine's the tree pollen and I get the itchy eyes. Like it's like a whole <laughs> conversation starter in the Ohio Valley. Which allergies bother you the most? Do you get the yellowing? oh yeah you get the pollen on your car you have to go to the car wash like people go to the car wash and vacuum out their cars because then it gets in your vents and then it gets in your car and you can't get away from it whoa that's my least favorite time of the year and i always hope that it's going to rain a lot at the same time and sort of wash it away wash it away but all i do is i stare it's it's pine pollen is what it is and because that pollen is so big which is funny because that's not the stuff that actually it's so large you're you're not act. That's not what's getting you. It's the the hardwoods, the oak, and the those things are making your sinuses go. But it's just horrible. It gets on everything. Yep. Sweep your porch. It'll be dirty in an hour. <laughs> I don't do anything until it's gone, gone. Because yeah. there's no point. My mom would go out every day in Georgia and sweep the porch, and we'd be like, "Why are you doing this? <laughs> it's going to be back on there in an hour." But I just it- hide inside, bunker down. So Bob Iger is really wanting more IP, which is intellectual property at Disney. Forms of IP include things like story, art, or invention. IP at Disney, um, more specifically at Disney World, therefore comes from the catalog of brands and stories that the Walt Disney Company owns. From lands like Star Wars, Galaxy's Edge, and Pandora, the world of Avatar, to attractions like Guardians of the Galaxy, Cosmic Rewind, and of course the upcoming Tron Light Cycle run, Disney World's use of the House of Mouse's extensive library of content of IP is both increasingly noticeable and seemingly never ending. So with millions of guests to entertain year after year, Disney World's use of IP across its location is both in keeping with the company's character to provide continued innovation and imagination, but it also draws in fans time and time again to experience what could be their favorite franchise in real life. For large elements like entire lands right down to character meet and greets and the hotel resort theming, IP at Disney World is everywhere and it's here to stay. How do you guys feel about it? It's also a good way to make money Mm because now he's, it's basically, it's like licensing. Like now you have to pay him and he's the one who's got it. You got to pay them if you want to use it. So it's, it's an investment. It's not, it's not just an investment to build it and use it at the parks. It's an investment in the long term for who owns those rights. I think it, it it's a little controversial when you look at some of the Disney purists because when it comes to parks, for example, they don't want IP taking over some of those very um, in, like important early beginnings of Disney, like like IP is taking over Splash Mountain, for example. Yes, with Tiana. You might worry about what Peter Pan or and I know. You could argue that that's IP, but it's an it's older. It's the old school stuff. Yes. So I think there's a fear with some people that IP is taking over, and it even though it's Disney, you worry that it might take away from some of that special feeling that you get from certain things. Some of the nuances, like in when you look at the different lands in the Magic Kingdom, for example, I wouldn't say Adventureland is 
is intellectual property, but it certainly gives you a certain feeling, just like with Liberty Square and um, New Fantasyland, Tomorrowland. It's all the same. And I don't, you know, if, for example, Zootopia takes over in Animal Kingdom, that's IP. But some people, I mean, I wasn't a fan of that area to begin with, but I would like Zootopia there. But do you want everything to become based on a movie? And I think that's some people's yeah. fear. Yeah, I know that Matt talks about that all the time. As long as they don't comfort uh, Carousel of Progress, it'll be okay. <laughs> I don't know. I see all these lands, though, like all the ones I listed. Those are some of my favorites, like my absolute favorites in the park. Mm-hmm. So, yes, I I mean, it is sad because if they do come for some of the old stuff and replace it, that's always sad. It's mm-hmm. sad to see it go. But I, it's not like they're doing a bad job with the new stuff. True. Right. It's a hard thing to swallow. It is the argument, though, is Magic Kingdom Magic Kingdom if it doesn't have it lands, for example? It needs to keep those lands. Does anyone, is anyone really like super hugely attached to Dino Land? No. Mm-mm. I love Dinosaur. After experiencing it for the very first time, I would like to say that I was, now I understand the posts I've seen about people like losing their minds. Oh my gosh, I didn't know that's what it was because I literally (laughs) thought I was going to go catapulting right out of that Jeep and into that big dinosaur that was like chasing us. Like I was like, I'm out. I'm like, I'm going to be lost in the dark. I'm going to be one of those people. How is this belt holding me in? This is insanity. (laughs) I just didn't like how it felt like a carnival over there and you had to pay to do yeah, that, the games. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, the and game. Which is funny because now you have to pay to get on some of the rides yeah. when you've already bought your ticket. So it's kind of the same thing. And no wonder I don't like it because <laughs> I didn't like Dino Land. <laughs> I got lucky and didn't have to play any games there. But I mean, honestly, I don't care what they theme it as as long as they keep that in giant enclosure with the sandbox and the slides and the whole big playground where you can just sit there with a beverage of your choice on a rock and know that your kid can't get out and enjoy (laughs) that time. Oh my goodness. Like we had not seen my daughter the first trip when she was like, when she was nine for a while. And it was kind of, and I confirmed when we walked in, I was like, they can't get out any other way. Right. She's like, Nope, not at all. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to sit right here. She can't get out because I'm not chasing her up and down these slides and tunnels. She's nine. She's not a toddler. And after we hadn't seen her for a while, my husband was kind of worried about it. I was like, I know what she's, I said, she's found the sandbox and she's probably found a friend. And she, and that's exactly where she was. She had found another little girl that just wanted to sit there in the sand and play. And she was there for like a good 30 minutes. So then we'd have to think about how they can retheme that to go with Zootopia. Yeah. Whatever they want, as long as it's still there. (laughs) Something. It can be like Bunnyland where all the bunnies are from Zootopia. Yes. And carrots. There could be carrots there too. Yeah. (laughs) They can dig up carrots. There you go. All right. Well, moving on to talk about more um, franchises and intellectual property and stories. So can Encanto overtake the Frozen franchise? Encanto is very popular with younger generation right now, and the songs are still popular with many. But Frozen, of course, is still standing strong 10 years later. Recently, Encanto songs were performed at the Hollywood Bowl 
and these infectious streams and popularity have seen have been seen before with Iger's announcement of Frozen 3. Do we think Encanto's novelty will be able to hold strong over the Frozen franchise? We guess that time will tell, but Disney movies have always been popular across generations. So what do we all? Mm -hmm. Encanto versus Frozen. I love Encanto, but I don't think it's going to overtake Frozen. Yeah, no, it's not. And But I don't see they're both big. So why mm-hmm. can't they both? Yeah, I still think they need to have I saw it somewhere where you have uh, a ride that takes you through the Madrigal house. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That would be so cool. That needs to happen. 100%. Yes. I don't know where it goes, but I think it deserves something. And that would be a great ride. I don't know. I still say that if they were, which now, if there's going to be a Frozen 3, they don't have to get a, a, get rid of the Frozen thing along at Hollywood Studios. Because um, there will be hopefully even more magical music. I watched Frozen 2 yesterday. Um, For I've been the first a, time? No, no, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, no, no. I was on a, I don't know. I just feel like sometimes I need to watch those movies so that I stay engulfed in that kind of stuff because we don't watch that all the time. I'm so busy researching or planning trips for people or watching vlogs, which is more research for the podcast. And so I wanted to watch something that was, I don't know, fun. And I love the music. So I put on the sing-along mm-hmm. one and Kaylee and her um, college roommate was visiting us. And so they were just singing really loud to the song that Kristoff gets to sing in that movie. So it was really fun for me. I don't know. I agree. I think that there's room for both of them, but sometimes I feel like they want one princess to be over another one. Does that make sense? Like, like they're promoting one more than another one, which why can't they promote all of them and, you know, let the kids pick which one they want or which one that they model after. Does that make any sense? Yeah. Yeah. And I think sometimes that all goes into um, my brain just being logical. Like I think of like the marketing and research, they go to focus groups and they see, you know, in that particular group of kids, like, you know, research tells us that this is the person, you know, this is the one girls at this age are going to flock to. That's who's going to want this toy or this, because I heard about that whole thing of how there wasn't enough Louisa dolls. Right. Girls ended up wanting more of the Lisa dolls than the Maribel. And, and I'm like, that was like a focus group or not a focus group, or it was just statistical, you know, and I don't think it was about, they didn't think little girls strong enough to like Louisa. Blah blah, and I'm like, I think it's because Maribel is the main character, and in general, most people want the main character. Like, I think that was just like statistics and common sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it's, I think it's awesome. Little girls like Louisa because she's strong and can pick up twenty donkeys and move buildings and mountains and whatnot. Like, that's amazing. But I think it was just more market research mistake than anything else. Like, I don't think it was intentional or anything like that. Well, and I know you weren't on the week that I was telling stuff that at the Bippity Boppity Boutique now you can get transformed into Maribel or Isabella. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised they didn't offer Louisa. I guess if you came in with the Louisa dress, like, mm-hmm. you know, if you're already wearing it, then. Well, yeah. We brought our own dresses because the ones there are too expensive. Oh, I know. My cousin, <laughs> she's always looking for a bargain. And last night she was showing me a picture and I was like, what is that? And she goes, 10 princess dresses in a variety of sizes. And I was like, really? And she said, yeah, I had them in my Costco cart until they went on sale. And when I saw that they were 75% off, then I was like, bleep. And I put them in my cart and bought them and had them sent to her house. So. Wow. From Costco? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. She said they were Halloween costumes and she put them in the cart like a day or two before Halloween. And then they went 75% off the day after and she bought them all. So her daughter has all of the princess dresses now. And I was like, oh, are you going to have her wear them every Halloween? She goes, well, even if they, 
she doesn't want to wear them for Halloween, then she has them for a dress up and I only paid $10 a piece rather than 40 Yeah. Emmy and Tony award-winning Kristen Chenoweth stopped by Disney World this week to visit with the Maleficent Dragon in the Festival of Fantasy Parade. You may or may not remember that Chenoweth played Maleficent in the Disney Channel original movie Descendants. I have seen that, and where I do think her Maleficent comes off as a bit comical. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take it because it's Descendants. Anyone who knows me knows that Maleficent is my most favorite Disney villain of all time. Me too. She's my favorite. And a lot of that is because of Eleanor Audley who had the most amazing voice for a female villain of all time. If you don't know, she voiced Maleficent and Lady Tremaine in Cinderella. So just beautiful. Chef's kiss, beautiful. Well, the dragon has a very climactic moment in the Festival of Fantasy Parade where it breathes fire as it rolls down the parade route at Magic Kingdom. And Chenoweth was sporting a gray dress that said villains at the neckline, and it had Maleficent, the Wicked Queen, and Cruella de Vil on it. Chenoweth enjoyed her time at the Magic Kingdom, I'm sure she had lots of fun, um, and she's just a pleasure to watch in movies or on stage. I'm glad she was out there having some fun. Yeah, I saw that all over Instagram. <laughs> that yeah. day she was there, it was everywhere. I bet. I, I would have loved to meet her. Oh, yeah. I love anything that she's in. She's mm-hmm. hilarious. And she's the original Galinda. She mm-hmm. is the original Galinda. But yeah, um, the verdict for me is still out on her playing Maleficent because I just do think she's so comical and I didn't understand. I mean, and maybe that's what Disney was going for in Descendants. It, yeah, the whole thing is, I, I, don't hate on me. It's it's a silly movie, like, oh, but no, in a good is. way, silly. Yeah, that whole movie was just very tongue in cheek. Like, I was kind of cracking up at like how, you know what I mean, but it was more about the music and appealing yeah. to that particular set of generation and my daughter's still kind of like iconic about it i think it's like and especially after um i'm gonna mess up his name that 19 year old that passed away yes um like she cried when she watched the last movie and they dedicated it to him that was her she had she i told her when it was being released and she got on the you know before disney plus i think is when it was and she was on watching it and then she stayed up to watch it at the second airing like later that night because it was on a friday night thankfully but yeah she was very She's, she's like, nostalgic about it. She, it's one of those things, like, she wants to say she's too cool to care about it, but at the same time, it's, like, her movie she's nostalgic about. <laughs> but oh, yeah. she does care. Yes. <laughs> and that's okay. Yeah, my kids have both dressed up as Descendants characters for Halloween multiple times. I'm trying to find his name because it's driving me crazy, and I know I shouldn't have. It's Cameron Boyce, right? Cameron Boyce. That's it. Because that is why Adam Sandler did not do Grown Ups 3. Yep. Because... He didn't feel like he didn't want to replace the character and mm-hmm. he didn't and he didn't want to write him off either. So mm-hmm. sad, sad, sad. He was he was like a Dig- Disney Channel kid for sure. Mm-hmm. He was in all those shows. He was in lots of stuff. He started out on, oh gosh, that awful, awful show that had another spinoff. Was it Jesse? No. Jesse. It was Jesse. Okay. Jesse and then Bunked. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then he was in Grown Ups and Adam Sandler was on Jesse, I think. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know. I, he he had a guess, and it was, I think it was during when the first Grown Ups was being made, and it was like a whole thing. Oh, he did voices for Jake and the Neverland Pirate. Yep. Mm. Yeah. So he, yeah, he's a super, super Disney kid. Judy Moody. Love that movie. Live and Maddie. He was in that. That mm-hmm. was a big show. Yeah, he's going to be gone three years already, or four years. Holy cow. I, I remember that happened. My daughter, that was her and her friends, like, first, like, celebrity death. 
and mm. they were on the group chats and they were blowing up each other on video chat and they're all crying mm. and all upset. <laughs> Sorry. That's going to be me. I mean, I cried over Rick Spring, not Rick Springfield, uh, Michael Jackson. I was trying to think of some other ones, but the ones that are going to kill me are Judy Andrew, Julie Andrews and Dick Van Dyke. Robin Williams about sent me into a, right. a depression. So I can't imagine when those icons of our, I'm a little bit younger than you, but like just yeah. thinking of um, those are the movies and the shows I still watched with my grandma when she was alive. Right. And when that's then gone and she's also gone, that's just, that's hard to think about. So they did Dead or Alive at Trivia Night and oh, um, people, you know, it's a game they do to see. And, yeah. you, mm-hmm. and um, they put Dick Van Dyke up there and some people had him as dead. And I'm like, he's not dead. Mm. Same thing with, um, and this is, but this is still on Disney Channel or Disney Plus, And that is Boy Meets World. They said that William Daniels was dead also. And I'm like, no, he's not. I just saw he celebrated his 96th birthday. Um, so 96. I know it's so crazy. And he's the woman that he's married to was the one of the, the people that was married to Isaiah and Little House on the Prairie. If you ever watch Little House on the Prairie. Oh, wow. And then they were ended up be dating on the college years of Boy Meets World. But, um, I didn't realize they had met each other on St. El, uh, Elsewhere. St. Elsewhere. Yeah. And then he got the job on Knight Rider as the voice of Kit. I mean, he mm-hmm. had so many different. And he also did a um, short guest um, appearance on Grey's Anatomy. Oh, you're right. As Christina Yang. When she ran away. When she went to Minnesota. And went to Minnesota in the cold. He was like her her voice of reason. (laughs) Yes, he was. I forgot about that. Yeah. I I about lost. I was like, it's Mr. Feeney on Grey's. I was so excited. So if you don't know this, they have um, Podcast Meets World. Um, oh. Ryder Strong, Will Friedel, uh, and uh, the girl that plays to make Topanga Lawrence, which is going outside my head right now. Yeah, they have a weekly show, and they're they're going through the episodes as the show began and talking about how it evolved and what it came to be, and they're interviewing characters. So they had um, they have an episode where um, Stuart Minkus was on there, and they just always felt like Stuart was there with them, and they didn't realize he was only on for one season. And he mm-hmm. said he really did, he said he was upset and sad that he wasn't there with them anymore. But um, he understood what the casting it was a whole thing about that was back when TGIF, which you guys mm-hmm. were would have been yes. really small. But I remember TGIF. And well, for whatever reason, the producers thought you could only have one nerd on a channel for a night. And so Urkel took that <laughs> to Leo White. And I'm like two different nerds. I mean, completely. Why couldn't you have two? Because it was it was like Full House, Family Matters, Boy Meets World, and I feel like that fourth one was always rotating. It was Perfect Strangers for Perfect a while. Perfect Strangers, I watched that forever. Like when I was little, that was I was right. allowed to stay up that late on Friday night to see the last show on TGI. Awesome. So I didn't even care if I liked it or not. I was still going to watch it even <laughs> if it was seven. <laughs> But yeah, if you get a chance and you like podcasts, it's been really fun for us. We've been so now I've started rewatching Boy Meets World so that when they talk about an episode, I know which one they're talking about. And it just was it's very interesting. Mm-hmm. That, was, that was one of my favorite shows growing up. I used to just sit my, when I had my own TV in my bedroom and if there was a Boy Meets World marathon or something on, I was I remember and I remember when they went to Disney World. Yes. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, I was so excited about that when I was watching it. Like. I want to go to that backstage area of the seas, which I don't mm-hmm. think that tour is back yet. But they they do really have that tour where they were backstage at Epcot in the seas. And you can meet dolphins and stuff. 
all I ever wanted was for someone to love me the way that Corey loved Topanga. I know. All I wanted my whole entire teenage life. (laughs) And I love Girl Meets World. And I was sad when it went off. I thought they were going to get picked up by Netflix. And then I guess that fell through because that's what happened with uh, Fuller House. Uh Who knows? But anyways, thank you, girls. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening. And please go to Apple and give us a rating or a comment, or you can do that on Podbean as well. Um, It just really means a lot to hear from you guys. Uh, We'd love to hear from our listeners and really hoping in this next 100 to 200 episodes where Chrissy, if those of you guys didn't hear, is promoting, I know Stephanie knows this, is promoting a live broadcast from Epcot on our 1000th episode since we just celebrated our 800th episode. Wow. She wants us to all meet up and go to Epcot and do a live episode there. I said, that's How great. How fun would that be, right? Yeah, Brad, Brad wouldn't have to edit it because, you know, just we're doing everything live. So anyway, but we want to hear from our listeners. We want to hear what you like, what you don't like, what you'd like to hear more of. Um, please reach out to us on one of those. I would greatly appreciate it. And I know our other hosts would as well. I want to give a huge shout out to Gracie and Lola, who are two students at our school that are now listening to our podcast. Also fun. I know they're in uh, Fairmont Finale with us. And then also a shout out to Lee, Crystal, Kelly, Virginia, Angela, Andrew, Travis, Ashley, and Ben. I'm sure there's more of you out there. Feel free to reach out and I would love to give you a shout out on the show. And if you're interested in being a guest on our show, of course, you can always um, send us a message if you've got questions um, or you just want to comment on something go ahead and text at 636-373-4497 you can check us out on our social media accounts we've got the Mousecapades podcast on Facebook and if you would like a free quote contact Stephanie or me Brandy again at 636-373-4497 or you can go to your story travel go to the drop down and click on one of our names be sure to listen to Friday's show. Vicki, Gina, Matt, and Chrissy will talk about the best cues at Disney. Um, you might be surprised to find that standing in line can be fun. <laughs> As always, thanks for listening to the number one podcast that entertains the space between your ears, the Mousecapades and More podcast. Well, girls, I think it's about that time. Disney love. Farewell, foolish mortals. May all your dreams come true. Have a magical day, my friends. Deep in the hundred-acre wood Where Christopher Robin plays You'll find the enchanted neighborhood Of Christopher's childhood days A donkey named Eeyore is his friend There's King of Love and Little Rue and piglets and there's all but most of all Winnie the Winnie the Pooh oh Winnie the Pooh Winnie the Pooh chubby little cubby all stuffed with fluff he's Winnie the Pooh Winnie the Pooh willy nilly silly old bear Where's our good friend Winnie the Pooh, Winnie the Pooh? Chubby little cubby all stuffed with fluff. He's Winnie the Pooh, Winnie the Pooh. 
willy-nilly silly old soft and round a heart of gold no honey to spare